fellow explorers, welcome to Siren Soapbox. We are on a mission to explore, and this week we're exploring the ancient Japanese art form, origami. Now, before we jump into our soapboxes, Sirens, I just wanted to kind of get a sense of your overall feeling about origami. Is it a yay or a nay for you? Oh, I like origami. It's a yay. Freaking yep. hard, though. It is hard. I like it, it so. It is hard. I liked it okay. I I wouldn't probably do it other than when you all make me do it. <laughs> you know, I feel that way about a lot of things that we do on the soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Actually, that's one of my favorite things, reasons actually why we continue to do this podcast is because it I do learn so many cool things. So I really love that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So Sarah, yeah. what was what you want to tell us about your experience with uh, origami? Sure. I feel like that's a, a great segue into soapboxes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so um, this project actually was a lot more fun than I expected. Uh, I was anticipating it being really difficult to learn, but it is pretty easy once you get the folding lingo down. I bought a how-to book that claims to be the perfect book for beginners, and it really is. The book starts with a really touching forward by the revising author, Mark Kirschenbaum, who used the original book by Florence Saccade. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. When he was only seven years old and he was just discovering the art of origami. So that was really sweet. Then there's a very detailed explanation of all the 20,000 folds that you might make, but uh, some really good pictures to follow along with too. When it came to actually getting started, I was lucky enough to have my daughter Emma in town. So that made it even more fun. It was kind of like a mom and daughter craft session. So that I think that added to my enjoyment of the whole thing. Um, the directions for folding each object that I made, they are really easy to follow, especially in this book, if a little difficult to actually perform. I realized that even though the book has a really large font, I had to put my damn glasses on to see my folds and to get things lined up straight. <laughs> you really have to be precise or the whole thing gets messed up. Plus, I found it pretty helpful to have a little paperclip handy unfolded to sort of help make some of those folds nice and sharp. I have fat fingers and I did smoosh my folds pretty badly a couple of times. That's a really great tip. Yeah. Luckily, I bought a nice big stack of colorful paper. So um, the pieces that I wasted, it wasn't too sad. Uh, the first thing that I made was, of course, a crane. It had to be done. And I made a steamship and a frog. The frog apparently is often put in store windows in Japan to bring good fortune. And it even said in the description of the of how to make it that maybe making a frog could bring me some good fortune too. Um, now that I've gotten started though, I realize you know, my paper is just one color front and back. Um, now I wanna get some of those duo papers, those duo sheets that have a color, different color on either side. They did say that you could sort of fold two pieces at the same time, you know? Uh, but I'm thinking it's difficult enough for me to make these folds with one sheet, trying to have two sheets together to get that double um, different color look too difficult too difficult so anyway I need to get some of the duo colors and then some of the really decorative um, paper like the ones that I saw you use Mer that could be uh, kind of fun so if I keep this up it could get kind of pricey um, <laughs> an interesting um, sort of side topic Bill and I this year are doing something slightly different for Christmas with the kids where rather instead of going and getting a bunch of gifts and throwing them under the tree we're just giving them 
um, money that they can do what they want with because Sarah has decided to stop stressing over Christmas. Good and for you. We were kind of talking about taking money and instead of just putting it in envelopes or doing gift cards, we would take the money and fold the money. He said, I think he was telling me just earlier, his grandma did this or something um, once. Um, so anyway, I thought How that was a cool way of incorporating the origami with our uh, Christmas cash gift giving. That's, oh. I love that you said that. Actually, I'm giving cash to Mark's boys. They both want like super expensive, ridiculous compu computer components. So <laughs> I'm just giving them cash for Christmas so they can put towards it. And we were talking about the same thing last night. Mark showed me um, like you could, you can fold a paper currency, like a US dollar into, it looks like a shirt with a little collar. Well, there you go. See? Oh, cute. Yeah. Well, that was my origami experience. So Jess, uh, what are your origami skills like? Uh, so not great, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. Um, like you said, you have to be super precise with your folds. And I, I thought I was being precise, but you realize the further you get in one of these things, if you are off just a teeny tiny amount, it's like it, it just explodes. And then at the end, you end up with like giant gaps where you're not supposed to have gaps. Is that an origami so I tried, balloon? I tried to do the balloon, Mer. I found a thing for it and um, it wouldn't blow up. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up taking a knitting needle and shoving it in and poking it out because <laughs> I couldn't get it to blow up. Um, so I bought paper that actually came with a little instruction sheet and I was like looking through the different options and I thought well that one looks simple I'm gonna do it and I tried to just do it from the instructions and let's just say I got super frustrated and I ended up um, googling kids videos on YouTube for how to fold origami and with a lot of pausing and restarting and uh, rewinding, I managed to do a little penguin. Super cute. And the balloon and a crane and a little coaster that I gave to a coworker because she saw me folding and thought it looked cute. So um, I have been interested in origami for a long time, but I was just not brave enough to try it. So the the soapbox made me do it <laughs> and I will probably do a few other things because I have the paper and you know what else am I going to do with the paper and my co-worker for her wedding uh, had a Japanese theme so she ended up folding I think she told me 1500 swans for her wedding as different decorations like for her cake and for the tables and for those of you listening, you can't see the paper, but the paper she used was probably a quarter of this and shiny and like foil looking paper. And I have a brand new respect for her and wow. just incredibly impressive <laughs> that so, she was able to do it. So for our listeners, you think her, the paper she was using was probably like two inches by two inches square? Probably. Yeah. That is so tiny. Yeah. And it looked fabulous but she had a um edge 
shaper like Sara was talking about and um, she would fold and refold each bend just to make it easier and sharper but man brand new respect for pictures i'll have to find some yeah see if you can yeah i want to see yeah i mean beautiful they were beautiful it was like this red shiny paper um kind of like foil looking so it, it was beautiful and i will try to find pictures but yeah uh origami's hard to sum up my soapbox <laughs> <laughs> Mur, how did it go for you? Well, I stumbled upon an origami video on TikTok and couldn't wait to challenge you guys to learn some origami. I think initially that I wanted to learn how to fold a crane and I'm getting pretty good at the crane, friends. I also learned how to fold a box, a butterfly and a heart. Oh, and an owl. I, oh, I, an owl? Yes, I don't have it though. I gave it away. I gave away a lot of my origami. So I did attempt a rabbit and this guy, I gave up about halfway through the instructions on him. So I assume it's a him. I mean, I made him. So, so I I just wanted to share some tips with our fellow explorers in case, uh, in case you decide to pick up this fun and challenging art form. Number one, paper. I tried to fold origami with printer paper, and I also ended up buying some paper specifically made for origami, and it was so much easier to use the origami paper. I don't, it it must be a different thickness or something that allows the folds to be more crisp. Um, I highly recommend splurging for the origami paper. And when I say splurge, it's really not that expensive. Um, precision as Sarah and Jess have already pointed out being precise when you're folding your origami pieces, it really does make all the difference. I found that when I would like rush through one of the projects and wasn't being as precise, the final piece just didn't look so good. Um, so just take your time. I did find though, that the more I practiced, the quicker it became to create things. So even though you're taking your time, it still isn't a very, time-consuming task, in my opinion. And then finally, practice. I found a ton of resources on the internet, and they were all free. That's how I learned. And for me, the videos that I found on YouTube and TikTok were the most help. I did find a ton of tutorials that included just like the diagrams that would be like in Sarah's book. Although I bet the book is better because, like you said, it has pages and pages dedicated to the different types of folds. But I think the diagrams work best if you're familiar with those folds um, and maybe some origami. But, you know, that's why I have this partially completed rabbit because I'm not familiar with folds. (laughs) And there was no video for this one. Or there probably is. I just didn't look hard enough. But anyway, I had a ton of fun learning about origami. And there are some really cool origami artworks out in the world, girls. I don't know how much research you've done, but... We're going to get into some of that tonight. I think it would be fun to see some of them in person. TC, did you have fun with this challenge? I did have fun with this challenge. Um, I was pretty excited that this challenge coincided with a trip to the States so I could shop for some things at a real store. And I went to one of my favorite stores, which is TJ Maxx. And that's where I found this little teeny tiny origami box. And when you open it up, it has a book here 
and it had a packet of paper, all different colors of paper. And it's the two-sided that um, Sara was talking about. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, and I figured that I would pull this out and do some origami while, while I was on the plane traveling. I find that when I travel, I have all kinds of great ideas about things that I'll accomplish on the plane. And I don't. <laughs> I just read books or watch movies. And that's I sleep. all I do. <laughs> so anyway, I had I had um I had good good hopes, but I didn't do that. So what do anyway, they say? Book, do they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions? That's right. That's right. So I paved a road to hell and made origami on the way. The book that comes in here is teeny tiny, which that is small. which makes it. A lot more challenging than it already is. Origami is difficult to do. Um, but anyway, it's teeny tiny. It took yeah. two of us. So we would, Dino helped me and we read some of the instructions and then looked at the diagram and tried to decide if we were doing it correctly. <laughs> but yeah, it took two of us to make sure that I was folding it correctly. And I've done origami before. You might remember back when we did the episode on the Viking funeral, my mm -hmm. Viking boat had a dragon head that was an origami dragon head. That's right. Um, I also oh, yeah. I also used to do origami projects in my geometry classes as a math teacher. So I have some history with origami. Um, I think it's much, much more difficult than it seems. I think watching videos and seeing people do it is a lot easier than reading a book. But even when you watch someone do it and they're flipping the paper and doing all of this, I would have to rewind and watch it again and rewind and watch it again. So lots of respect to the expert origami folders out there. Yes, I agree. So I didn't mention this at all in my soapbox, but to even just to fold the crane, which is supposed to be one of the easiest, most common origami folds. The there's one step after you, you do like, you do like four folds. Oh, and then you have to turn the, you have to use two folds and they have to turn the paper upside down. And if you don't turn the paper upside down, that makes a huge difference. Like the way the creases are um, bent in the paper makes a huge difference. Well, I'm just going to jump on that for a minute. Those creases, the paper that came in my book is folded oh, so that it can oh. fit in the teeny tiny book and still be the traditional origami size piece of paper. Yeah. So my paper started out with creases and a few times that made it a little more challenging as well. Oh right. yeah, absolutely. It did. The book that I've got though, I, I know people can't see, but it has like literally step-by-step step how to do the fold, what it's going to look like when you're done with the fold, when to turn the paper around, when to do a different kind of fold. Yeah. I mean, it was just that step four step four on that crane fold from your book, Sarah, that's yeah. the one that I just could not get until I watched a video. It's like, yeah. what do they mean? Bring all the corners together. <laughs> How are you supposed to do that? <laughs> yeah. No, this was, a, this was a really good book with, and I just made it 
foolproof to learn how to do each each object. It was really cool. Did you order that on Amazon, Sarah? Yeah. Will you send me the link? I'll post it for our listeners in case they're interested. Yep, I will. Yeah, that is, one. Is that the My, uh, crane fold? Yeah. Mine has the step-by-step directions as well. And it's really, it's it's done really well. I'm just uh, dense. I just <laughs> had a hard time. Well, that was this rabbit. I totally just quit. I got through like, the first five steps. And I was like, Mark, I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to be doing with this. So I co-wit. <laughs> what well, is the texture this... of everyone's paper? Um, mine feels almost like feels like paper. Mine almost feels like cloth. Oh no. Like mine very, like... doesn't feel like cloth, but it's, I don't know. I feel like it's thinner than like a uh, computer paper or printer paper. Rather. thinner. Yeah. But it's it might, mine might be a little bit thinner, but it feels about the same. Hmm. Yeah, it just feels like a. I don't know. I feel like that made it easier to fold. Yeah, I can't imagine if you put two pieces together like Sarah. Like that, some of your instructions said you could do that. I don't know how you could keep it precise enough. It did say that you could paste the t- the two together, but I just feel like that would be so thick then. Yeah. Possible. Yeah. And if you let the glue harden at all, that's going to be really hard. <laughs> yeah. Back to this penguin. His head, that fold to get his head, is called the uh, the outside reverse fold along the existing crease lines. This was really hard to do. And I had a very tough time picturing how to do it because yeah. you like fold it, you fold it kind of back on itself in a weird way. Yeah, that's how the crane head is. It's kind of like folded back in on itself there. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I um, I had to watch somebody do that too. Actually, I watched somebody do that in a video and then I still didn't get it right away. I had to like <laughs> do it a second time to figure it out. Well, Dino's the one who got it. He was like, I, I know what it's saying to do, but I don't know. And then I said, okay, do it. And I handed him the penguin. He's like, well, I don't know if I could do it. I think I know what they're saying to do. <laughs> like, well, can you explain it better than the book is? And he did it. He explained it and I did it. And then, yeah, it's definitely easier the second time. Yeah. So I, I would watch Kristen's some of the up. videos and some of them, like I said, they were made for kids. So there was one that was like this dad with his daughter. And he's like, and then you do this. And she would just be like, do-do-do. And I'm like, witchcraft, witchcraft. Rewind. I don't know what's happening. What did I make? Oh, I made a butterfly last night. So this butterfly is really cool. I made the butterfly last night. But that was the same thing. I watched the same part of the video over and over again. Finally, I had to turn it off. And I was like, I just have to come back to this later. And then I did and it was fine. So I, uh, I forget which step it was, but it was one step in the butterfly. Then today I get to work and I'm like, I totally remember how to fold that butterfly. It wasn't that complicated. I'm just going to fold one while my computer boots up. This is what it looks like. It is not the same. Look at this. These two things are not the same. (laughs) (laughs) They're both cute though. 
So it just goes to show you that you really have to be precise. I still don't know what I did wrong with this butterfly. Hmm. I made this steamboat and it's, it's a steamboat and it looks fairly simple. I mean, it's just flat when you're done and everything, but it had some really crazy, those, those folds where they want you to fold it, but smush part of it into a flat. I'm like, what? Yeah. The heart, the heart had some of that. So here's one heart that I made and it's, it's all right. I, I made a better one. I left it at Mark's though. Cause obviously I got to give Mark my heart. This oh. heart is stupid. This one, <laughs> it's barely folded. So TC, you learned how to make a sailboat. It looks like. Yeah. I like the sailboat and it was, it was relatively easy to do. Do you think you could uh, teach me how to make the sailboat? I do. All right. So if you're a Patreon subscriber there, we'll, we'll post a video about what TC teaching us how to fold the sailboat. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, what are you waiting for? You should be one. Right. Join right. the cool kids. <laughs> All right, TC, what do we do first? And that's it. That's the boat. And that's it. Now we have a sailboat made out of paper. Yeah. That is really exciting. Thanks for teaching us how That's to do so that. TC. Cute. I'm so excited yeah. to have a sailboat to add to my collection. <laughs> yeah. And he stands now up. Two, now I have two sailboats. Nice. So a, a lot of the origami I did, I did while I was kind of out and about, and I ended up giving it away to a lot of people. And actually it kind of made me happy and it made them happy too. So I think that's something that I want to uh, continue doing. So my friend Nancy Keegan once made a lot of origami cranes. It was Christmas when I still lived in Cincinnati. So it was a long time ago. She made hundreds of these things and she gave me a ton of them. And they were all along my windowsill by my Christmas tree one year for Christmas. And I loved it. It made me happy. I love that. Yeah. Some, some people were like, oh, I'm going to keep this on my shelf or I'm going to whatever. I don't know. It was kind of fun to just hand out little cranes to people or Mark's sister. She was in town for Thanksgiving and she saw the heart that I made for Mark lay on the table. She's like, who made that heart? Can I have that heart? I was like, heck yeah, you can have that heart. <laughs> we'll make more hearts. There are more hearts to be made. <laughs> so I think it's something like, so today, like while my computer was booting up, I folded a couple, I folded a crane and I folded this crazy ass butterfly. <laughs> I like him. But I think if it's something that I can do every morning, it's like just something sort of peaceful and, and, uh, mindful. And then I can give it away to somebody and make their day. Yeah. I've like had that. that conversation with Dino. I did not find this peaceful or relaxing which oh, is why can. i don't really think no and that's why i don't really think i would i would do it again huh um, i found it to be very exacting and not very forgiving and so while i guess it it would take your mind off other things because you do have to match things up increase them and really think about what you're doing that precision that was necessary and that unforgivingness of the whole art 
I didn't love. That's what I like about painting is that sometimes the mistakes are the most beautiful part in origami. I just feel like there's not much room for mistakes. And I like mistakes. I agree with you. And I also disagree with you. So all of the, I agree with you that the more precise you are, the better your piece is going to look. Also, I think that when you make mistakes and you're not as precise as maybe you could have been or should have been, it does create a kind of a funky piece of art, but there, but that art also tells a story. And I think that it's still, it's still a pretty incredible thing to fold a piece of paper into a bird, even if it has a fucked up beak, even if the beak looks more like a platypus than a uh, crane. (laughs) Sometimes a small mistake can allow you to do that, but sometimes the mistake will ruin the whole piece and you can't make the next fold work because the fold you did was in the wrong direction. And I'm not, it's not even just the exactness of it. It's if you, if you take, if you do a step wrong, if you turn it the wrong way or you flip it over upside down, you're not going to be able to make the thing. I don't know. I, I, I didn't find it relaxing. I had there I, when I was making cranes from memory, there was a time where I missed a com- total, I missed a whole fold and my crane ended up being like a half inch longer than it should be. And it looks just bizarre, but. What I find fascinating is the fact that somebody is was able to, to figure out how to make the folds to make them turn into something that's what fascinates me about it you know when they yeah. first started doing this however many centuries ago or however sixth many, century is what i is what i learned through my research just to figure out what you would need to do to make the paper do what you wanted it to do that's that fascinates me mm-hmm. if i fold it like this at step two it's gonna look like a penguin at step seven like right what how yeah and even like when we just did that sailboat the the way you start that out is the exact same way you start off a crane yeah and something else but i can't remember now yeah so, so like in some parts of the book it tells you go back to the bibbity bop and read the first four steps and it's the same base so like in this book you first you start with the base and a lot of origami art has the same base and then the next step is the detailed part and the base might be different so there is a lot of origami art out in the world um i am going to share with you guys in this uh, in this chat this zoom chat I guess, Jess, it might be a little hard for you. Every time you looked at a Zoom chat the last time we did this, you got kicked out, but. Well. <laughs> okay, so the first link I'm sending you to is an artist named, you guys. Wow. I tried to figure out how to pronounce his name. Juho Konkola. J-U-H-O is the first name. And then the last name. What are those two little dots above the O and the A? What are those called? I don't know. All right, well, K O N K K O L A. We're going to say Concola. So, this guy made warriors, like different types of warriors. 
and dragons and warriors, not just warriors, but warriors and their weapons and their armor and all kinds of stuff out of pieces of paper. And it is fascinating. That is beautiful. Yeah. This guy is just incredible. And I will put links to all this stuff into the um, show notes. So if you guys, fellow listeners, if you want to, or fellow explorers, rather, if you would like to check these out, they'll be there for you. So when I first looked at that, I wondered if it was like true origami. Um, I used to have my students do origami and some of them got really, really upset if anyone cut the paper Mm -hmm. or or use anything to hold the paper together or use two pieces of paper. And his, his videos literally say on there, one paper, no cuts. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing about origami. It's it, the word origami comes from two Japanese words. Origami literally means fold from the word ori or oryu and paper gami or kami um and you're right purists will say do not you cannot cut your paper you cannot use any kind of glue or tape or you know no fasteners it's just one piece of paper folded into this amazing shape so the second link i sent to you is um this is an artist called his name is akira yoshizawa and Akira Yoshizawa is considered the grand master of origami. Can you guys hear those videos playing in my ear? I can't hear a video playing in your ear. Okay, good. So if you scroll through his works, you'll see all of these animals that he has made. And it is fascinating the things that he did with pieces of paper. There's little, like, there's a black and white panda bear. These birds, there's a bird feeding her uh, babies. There's this elephant, which is super cool. All, any bird or any animal you can think of, he has created out of a piece of paper. So the Mm. elephant I find especially fascinating because of another artist. His name is... Siphomabona. Let me send you, I'm going to send you a link to Siphomabona's elephant. This man constructed an elephant. When it was finished, it stood three meters tall. So this is like a two scale life-size elephant. Three meters is around nine feet. I think three meters is roughly, or one meter is roughly three feet, I think, Mm -hmm. based on my diving experience. (laughs) He created this elephant, (laughs) this life-size elephant out of one sheet of paper that measured 15 meters by 15 meters at the beginning. Wow. I wonder how heavy it is. Right. So he's like crawling around, crawling around on the ground, crawling around. Yeah. I mean, that's like 45 it's... feet. That's bigger than my house. <laughs> I wonder if their skin gets so dry from folding all this paper. Oh, I bet it does. So I, the, um, 
Akira Yoshizawa, the guy, the, the second link that I sent you that has all those animals that he's created, he developed a, a method called the wet fold. So a lot of the origami that I did was done, obviously, with, not obviously, but it was done with dry paper. So this guy invented the wet fold, which allowed things to look more realistic, sort of like skin and things like that. Uh, Lots of. Plus, I imagine getting it wet probably makes it easier to fold and get good creases. See, I would think that getting it wet would make it easier to rip. Well, yeah. yeah. But you probably get good creases. Sorry. That, that would okay. suck, you know? You, you do all this work and rip your paper. Right? I feel like that would be detrimental. Oh like I didn't use I didn't use any tape to tape this together, but I did use tape to <laughs> put fix it my tear. <laughs> so I to I tore my paper when I was making my crane today, and you can I don't know if you can see that in the video, but there's that little hole at the bottom. It's where I tore it open on accident, uh, but it still worked out. It was fine. So my frog, I guess, is technically not right then because you did have to make a cut. Oh, yeah. So my instructions have the different folds at the top, and then this last one is for cutting. It says cut. So huh. my huh. my kit apparently is not purest. Yeah, yeah. There are a ton of flowers in this book, and they you cut all the flowers. It does say made in Japan, though. So listen just because it's made in japan doesn't mean that they're a bunch of morons <laughs> i Wait, am american what? that doesn't necessarily mean that i know how to make an apple pie okay that's all i'm saying oh, okay <laughs> but for the record i make an amazing apple pie <laughs> i have no doubt sarah i i was wondering for you because i know how you like to you you uh like to be a little bit of a perfectionist so i was wondering if you struggled with that a little bit in this with this I, the same i wondered the same thing but you see for me this is the perfect thing to do because i've got a design i've got exact instructions and i just have to be careful with my folds this is not um i, I mean i'm not putting it down in any way but it is not very imaginative on your part as you're doing it mm -hmm. you just choose what you want to make and it's all right there and then you make it so it sort of um checked a lot of boxes for me on what kind of craft can sara get into i think it's origami because here's your directions do it just right and because of the perfectionist part of me i get pretty precise with those damn folds and it's hmm. quite um soothing that makes sense. So I'm curious who thought it was soothing. Sara says it was soothing. Mur says it was. Mur thinks it's soothing. <laughs> Mur thinks it's soothing. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, how about you? Did you? I don't think that it was soothing. No, I did enjoy yeah, I I the finished either. product, even when it wasn't perfect. Like my balloon with its giant gaps. Um, 
But it was, I mean, I thought it was very cool to turn a piece of paper, you know, like a flat piece of paper into something. Into a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't fold any flowers, but I do remember making pinwheels when I was a Girl Scout. Mm. I'll have to figure that out again. Yeah, me too. I saw bigger pieces of paper at the store, and I kind of wonder, like, how... If that actually, I could see smaller paper making it harder, but I kind of wonder if bigger paper would make it easier or if it would be, make it easier to get like your seams off and stuff. Oh, that's a good question. Oh. Yeah. So like the larger the scale, the larger the scale of the mistakes kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet if your paper was as big as Murr's house. <laughs> that would make it more difficult. So there's there's some there's some happy medium somewhere. Right. I think I just was imagining your friend Jess who made all of those, was it swans that she made? Or mm-hmm. whatever. The cranes. The cranes. But making them with that crinkly foil type paper, I just imagine that you would have to be so careful not to accidentally bend it. Right. It would make the finished product look not crisp you know just because you know you, I was just imagining yeah. that I found one paper one picture of her like prep and she has just baggies of apparently she had different colors I don't know if it was for a different project or if it was for the wedding on her Facebook page um Steph if you're listening to this I was totally creeping on your Facebook page um but I didn't find any of the swans because the swans were specifically red but she had or the cranes, I mean, but she had um, four baggies that just were like packed full of, they looked like the cranes up to step like six or seven. I'll have to send you guys the picture because they were like not completed. And I can get that because it was probably easier to transport them. (laughs) For sure. Um, I'll fold it up like that. Yeah. And then maybe just do the last couple folds when you're at your location but yeah crazy craziness yeah origami is uh it's it's a lot of fun it's very challenging though I loved it well girls I had a ton of fun with this challenge yeah it was a lot of fun and it was a challenge So I think we'll leave a, a challenge for our, our listeners to try some origami and send us pictures of it so we can see what you did, what you created. We would love to see that. You can either tag us on social media, just use the hashtag Siren Soapbox or um, send us an email, sirensoapbox at gmail.com and we will post your picture on our social media uh, for you. If you want to see instructions on how to make that fabulous sailboat that TC taught us, you should subscribe to our Patreon. There's a ton of extra um, content out there. Yeah. (laughs) There's a ton of content out there for your listening pleasure. It's uh, the Patreon's a great place to be. Plus it helps us continue to make this podcast. But if a monthly subscription is not your thing, just share this episode with somebody that you think would enjoy it because that helps us reach more fellow explorers as well. So thank you for listening. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag your latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.